This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, whoever you are, however you feel, whatever you love, whatever you do, the Banana Boys are welcoming you to another Bananas Minisodes. I'm Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. This is Kurt Brownler, where we take your personal confessions and stories, mm. even with our confessions and stories, and make a smoothie Ooh. of sto- a story smoothie. Make a comedy story smoothie uh for anybody who's listening to us uh and loves these sometimes they're six months after we record them sometimes they're a week later so if you respond to us on the bananas podcast on instagram ago i was just listening to this one there's a very good chance we have no idea what you're referring to. <laughs> it is really true. So when I all of a sudden started getting, they're like, I heard you're in Summerlin this weekend. And I was just like, what are they talking about? Yeah, checking your I was like, I, I was in like Summerlin so long ago. And then I was like, oh, I was in Summerlin exactly six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fun too. It is like a time capsule. And we go, oh yeah, I remember telling that story. It is helpful. Yep. We love hearing from you. Send us as many DMs about a podcast tell your friends i just got one curd a dm from a guy named joey who's deployed he's currently stationed in croatia and he says he listens to us on the boat where he's deployed so nice we love our bananimals we love our bananimal troops um anyway so these are your confessions and the prompt for these episodes was online dating or small crimes. Thank you to everybody that sent them in. As always, these are anonymous. We do these at our live shows, too, and we love them. Um, so when we see you this spring all over the Pacific Northwest and Austin, Texas, bring your confessionals. Keep them under two paragraphs. Honestly, keep them like three or four sentences. It helps us just bang through them and, and helps us organize our stories. Any toots. Curdy B, you got any? You want me to go? How you feel? I want you to go. I want you to go. Okay. And then I'll decide which one I'm going to do based on yours. Online dating. Okay. I, I really got some good ones. This one made me laugh, though. Um, well, I'll do, a, I'll do a short one just so we can absolve somebody right off the top. Okay. I once stole a cactus from a bar when I was very drunk and did not get caught. That's fine. Nice. That's Okay. That's okay. You're absolved. You could absolved. steal cactus from a bar. Just tip the bartenders heavily. Exactly. Next time That's you go all to that you bar. need to do. That's okay. Don't steal anything else. But they can afford to lose a cactus. Okay. Here's. <laughs> oh, I think this falls under the online dating. A lot of Tinder. A lot of Bumble this week. First, this is a great sentence, Kurt. First, yeah. let me say I have a thing for tattoos. 
You know right. this is going to be fun. Like I literally swipe right uh, if I see good ones in their and their profile is whatever. I met a guy for a date uh, and he was hot. And on the second date, note I'm no hoe. So just note that she's or they no or hoe. she is not a hoe. He comes back noted. No, I put it in my hoe book. My note. I've noted it in the hoe book. Yeah, my hoe note. No hoe book. Yeah, we have a no hoe <laughs> book and also. Be whatever you want to be. If it's exactly. consensual, have fun. Uh, he comes back to my apartment. He takes off my shirt. I take off his shirt, and he has <laughs> a sword, a sword tattoo on his chest that looks like it was drawn by a third grader. <laughs> so she didn't send her. She or they did not send a picture. Uh huh. This is so funny to me because what I imagine a sword tattoo drawn by a third grader. I imagine it horizontal, not vertical, like <laughs> like, a, like across <laughs> the pectoral muscles. Oh, no, I imagine it from the belly button up in <laughs> exactly. between the chest. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And, and this, this banana roll doesn't say what it is. Uh, he has a sword tattoo on his chest <laughs> that looks like it was drawn by a third grader. I started laughing, and he explained <laughs> that he drew, he drew it. He designed it, I guess, and that only made me laugh harder. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a pencil drawing by someone who had never quite seen a sword. <laughs> he still tried to have sex, but I simply could not. To this oh. day, my roommate said she has never heard me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh, oh my God. I, there was a roommate who could hear it. I love that. <laughs> so anyways, I guess the confession, not, not really, just laughed, just embarrassed somebody with a really bad sword tattoo on their chest. You know what? That's okay. If you're not feeling it, don't feel pressured into doing anything you yeah. don't want to do. But the my mind went to places of like the worst sword drawings imaginable, just huge on a stranger's <laughs> chest. Pretty amazing. <laughs> That is so funny. Also, like, there's an Instagram account called Sucky Tattoos, which is very, very fun. I if you guys want to, funny. oh, it's really enjoyable. And there's always like ones where it's like the reveal, you know, where it's like they like soap it up and then it's the wipe off, and then it's just like the worst <laughs> tattoo you've ever seen. Is so. Oh, oh, there's something that I really love about that. God, I love that too. It's funny. Like it, it only takes that one thing to distract you. You know, like. Everybody in movies and TV shows and just in stories and stuff, when people are always talking about like their first time sleeping with somebody, it's always sort of like dramatic and romantic and private or interesting or exciting. But like, it really does only take one thing to completely throw it so off kilter. There was one a person that I dated very briefly in New York for one reason is the first time we went back to her apartment to have a, a romantic encounter. Make whoopee. Um, the... There was a sound above her apartment of uh, like a loud, like uh, something being dropped repeatedly, like over <laughs> and over <laughs> to the point where I was like, is that your roommate? And she was like, no, the bedroom above mine is for my neighbor's dog and it's its bone. It has this bone. So the dog would just drop the bone and pick it back oh. up and drop the bone and pick it back up. Oh, my but, God. So then that night... 
so it was horrible. I mean, it was just the worst sound in the world, and it was like old New York apartments. So just imagine somebody dropping like a Doc Martin boot every four to twelve <laughs> seconds erratically. <laughs> uh, so I, li- I I lay awake all night and was like, that was it, and that was the last time we ever went out. I was like, I can't invite this into my life because the excuses I'm going to have to make to be like, can we do my house again and yet again? And it, but it was like this little thing that. I don't know. I you would you just would never expect that, and it, I still think about it all the time. Nice person, great couple, great few yeah. dates, but it was like so annoying that mm-hmm. I just was like, life is too short. I'm in my twenties. <laughs> I, I can't do this. I cannot. I cannot endure this for another night of my life. Um, here's absolved. my question yes. for the you are absolved, yes. um, and you are absolved uh, for the date stories that you had. How many? What percentage of them were defecation? What percentage? I would say probably fifty percent. Fifty percent for me. Yep. I um I I of all of the defecation stories, I do have two. Mm. That I that I think are funny, or okay. I could do. We could avoid defecation altogether because maybe that's a good thing, and I could go with a Would non-date story a that's very funny. Whatever you want, let it fly. I mean, the animals clearly like it. They send them to us, so it's not us. But okay, let me ho- hold on. Mm-hmm. Here's a real short one. I absolutely mangled a gas pump a few months ago and just drove away. I drive by it every day, and it is still broken. Curdy B's done this. You are I absolved. Have. Everybody's imperfect, and that's okay. All right, here's a story. Yes, sir. Um, th- I don't. I think this is a story and not a confession. Uh, let's just say it's sent in by Sean, um, and I won't let's use his it. last name in case it's a confession. Okay. Have you ever told a story to a group of friends and then someone easily tops it with a similar but much better story? Sure. At a small Christmas gathering this past year, I just got done telling a story about how I was sitting next to my crush with a bunch of friends mm-hmm. at a restaurant on the San Antonio River, uh, a river walk, when I threw up on her because of a stomach bug, <laughs> and then we got married a couple years later. Great story. Great story. And a friend at this Christmas party then tells a similar first date story that blew mine out of the water. Okay. This friend's friends, let's call her Lucy, okay. went on a date with a guy. Let's call him Ricky. Mm-hmm. And then they went back to her place after dinner. As they were hanging out, Lucy started to feel a rumble in her tumbly. Uh, but a bit of an emergency bathroom emergency situation. Sure. She didn't want to tell Ricky this and made men make him leave out of embarrassment. Okay. So she just excused herself and proceeded to evacuate her dinner from both ends. While this was going on, Ricky started to have the same feeling. Obviously, they both had food poisoning. Oh, boy. Unfortunately, Nightmare. Lucy's apartment only had one bathroom. Ricky went to knock on the door to notify Lucy of the gastrointestinal emergency he was experiencing, not knowing that Lucy was going through the same thing. Of course, Lucy did not want him to come into the bathroom, but no. he could no longer wait. He opened the door, ran into the shower, closed the curtain, Good. and proceeded to basically destroy her bathroom from both ends. Best thing you can do. After this experience, they spoke and agreed that there was only two options going forward. End it now out of sheer embarrassment and never see each other again or yes. just get married because they may have a stronger connection than with anyone else they know. They are married. Well, good for them. There are other options in that situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> you you don't have to live that extremely, but I think both of them tried their best. I would suggest to Bananimals in the future in that situation, grab your things and get the hell out of there as fast as possible. You don't have to, don't 
be respectful. Just be like, something is wrong. I'll call you tomorrow. And just leave. <laughs> and explain <laughs> yourself. You don't have to wait. But that is the worst feeling in the world. God, those poor. I hope they live a happily married life forever and ever and ever with multiple bathrooms in their house. All right. I'm going to give you a non-defecation uh, story I now. love that. Um, this one is just uh, beautiful comeuppance. All right. Alrighty. Hey, babies, I know the Minnesotans are switching over to confessions, but a uh, pretty bananas thing recently happened to my sister, and I thought you'd enjoy the story. This is from Maggie Hopkins. Thank you, On Maggie. Christmas Eve, just a few weeks ago, my sister was driving home from San Francisco to where she lives in Marin County. Dark and raining. She was mm. driving up Highway 1. Cool. As I'm sure you know, Highway 1 is a winding road with yes. one lane in each direction and cliffs down to the ocean on one side. Yes. True. The car in front of her was driving erratically, slowing down to 10 miles per hour, stopping in the middle of the road, drifting out of the lane, and she couldn't get around it. At one point, the car came to a stop in the middle of the road, blocking both lanes. So my sister tooted her horn in an attempt to convey, hey, let me get around you, please. As soon as she honked, the driver of the car threw open his door and came charging up the road toward her truck, yelling at her about road rage. Very scary. Scary. While he's running toward her, she sees his car start rolling. She starts honking her horn like crazy, yelling and gesturing to get him in and turn around, to get him to turn around. He turned around just in time to watch his car roll off the cliff and fall a thousand feet to the rocks below. At this point, he starts to really go nuts, pounding on the roof hood of her truck, screaming at her, that was a $7,000 car that wasn't insured. (laughs) She ultimately drove a little ways up the road to get away from this guy and call the police. She figured it was the least she could do since his phone and everything he had was in the front seat of his car. Uh, happy to send you the police blotter item that ran in the local newspaper a few days later. Oh, that's just you. such a, oh. it's just like, oh, that's so beautiful. Instant I love it so justice. much. Karmic Instant justice. justice. A guy, a person who gets out of their car to like what fight you because the, you're stopped in the middle. Oh, it's just like, oh, yes, yes. Yep. I mean, I feel bad for the the everything leaking out of that car into the beautiful Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Um, but it's a beautiful come up. It is. When I was in college, my buddies and I uh, would get in my friend Lee's Volvo station wagon. We would roll down all the windows and we would drive around Amherst and yell at people on the street to make fun of us, to flip us off, to tell us we suck, to tell <laughs> us they hated us. So we'd uh-huh. pull up, you know, it's a five college town. And we'd pull up to a corner and we'd be like, tell us we're stupid. And people would be like, you're idiots. And we're like, thank you. And we would just drive around. And then like, That's there'd be so two, women, two women walking down the sidewalk. And we'd be like, give us the middle finger. And then they would flip us off. And then they would crack up and we would crack. And so we would drive around and ask to be yelled at. And it was some, we did it. We just recorded it once. There's definitely tape of us uh-huh. driving. And we're like, we're idiots. We're ugly. We have bad skin. <laughs> and people would be like, shut up. And we'd be like, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. It was great. <laughs> it was so fun. It was like such a wholesome, goofy thing for like the dudes to do. Uh, oh, I love that. That's perfect. I don't um, get road rage. I only get road rage in that minor way that we all do when you let somebody in in a very real way and they don't <laughs> wave and you just silently hope, you know, they get a flat tire a couple hours later. You just go, yeah. thanks so much. Come on. We're all here. We all know what's going on. Yeah. Um, do you got a, do you have I a, got uh, so many. I have great, so here's there, a fun sweet one. Speaking mm-hmm. of colleges, uh where is that one? There it is. Um I have both which I think means both online dating and small crimes. Okay, great, perfect. I met a guy on Tinder and realized he worked at my college dining hall. So naturally, uh, after 
we matched, I dated him and made him and made him let me eat for free and canceled my meal plan. And yes, we broke up at the end of the semester. <laughs> genius. This person is a genius. Good for you. Um, I would have. That seems like a good college plan to save some money. I'm not mad I... at her, uh, her, her for that. So you're absolved. I at the time that I was in college, I had not like. I had not had much food. Do you know what I mean? I not had much types you tried of food. A, right, I didn't try a lot of food. I had never had falafel. Like, I think I had falafel when I was Pretty good. 21. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I had sushi for the first time when mm. I was 20 or 21. I'm a mm. Jersey kid. And so, but I just remember the, the food hall. That to me, I think every day yeah. blew my mind. Yes. Like I every day just being like, <laughs> I could get whatever I want. I yeah. get a tuna fish sandwich today. Yeah. I'm gonna get pizza tomorrow. Yes. And like I'm gonna get spaghetti. Is it all is it any good? None of it's very good. No. But the fact that I could just do that just was like, this is amazing to me. I was excited yeah. every single day about eating. We knew uh, all of uh, we had nicknames for every single person, all especially the students that worked at dining hall. We had the sultry server. Uh, we had <laughs> Angus, the omelet god, and he was, did the omelet station on Sunday morning, but only until ten a.m., which in college is so cruel. So it's like Sunday oh, so morning. cruel. Nobody, you're nobody's so, getting that omelet. Uh, you'd get a, a instant message, uh, AOL instant message, and it would be one of my buddies being like, "Do you want to go see Angus, the omelet god?" And we'd be like, "Yeah." And it was like a sultry server working. They're like, "Yeah." And we would always laugh that the trays in a dining hall are always soaking wet for some soaking reason. Wet. <laughs> there's just no drying apparatus. It's there is no. Like, it's impossible. Get him out there fast as can. <laughs> the food couldn't be drier. The trays could not be wetter. Every single day, it was the best. I loved it. What uh, UMass used to have the worst, like incredibly bad. We had chicken pucks, which are like chicken sandwiches. We had scrod. It would be like tonight it's scrod and rice. Scrod. There is a fish in New England called <laughs> yes. scrod. Yeah. Oh and man, they got j- changed the name. And now I guess it's the best in the country. Sincerely, so go you, man. Oh really? Upgrade. Um, That's amazing. I I remember just like also not knowing, not understanding about food. Where it was like, I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to get healthy one semester, and I just only ate um, Caesar salad. <laughs> like each Caesar salad had like 1,500 calories. Yeah. I was consuming like two or three of them a day. Yes. And I just was like, why am I gaining all this weight? Yeah. Why is this 1,800 calorie salad? <laughs> I had a boss it's once just... that drank Frappuccinos every morning from Starbucks. He would get a caramel Frappuccino and he put on weight. And he's like, I don't understand. He's like, do you know how many calories are in these Frappuccinos? <laughs> yeah. I was like, the thing with caramel and whipped cream on it, that's 24 ounces? Probably lo- a lot. I love it. I love it. It's so good. Here, I'll bang out a couple quickies. Uh, I don't know if this is a crime, but one summer I pretended to be an architect or a fashion blogger. I was very much neither, just to crash respective private parties, and Ooh, it worked. Great. You're great. absolved. Great plan. Who I cares? Private parties are for jerks. Go. My good buddy Russ, who I've mentioned four or five times on the podcast, bought a disco ball and mm-hmm. would show up to events carrying a disco ball and go into any party, and he, I think one time... He got into like, he was out in California. I think he either got into the Golden Globes or the Emmys, just showed up, went to security. It was like, hey, I'm with the DJ holding a bigger than a basketball disco ball. And they let him right in and he put his jacket over it. Yeah, he, it was the greatest strategy ever. Just go in wherever you want with a disco ball and they just assume you're supposed to be there. 
Oh my god, I love that so much. Yeah. That's so smart. I know, and a disco ball on Amazon is like 150 bucks, and it's like, hey, you can go into any party in any, especially <laughs> if you're in like a small town. You're like, yeah, I'm here with the DJ or the party planner. We're supposed to hang yeah. us up. Sorry, and then hide it under something. Put it in your your tote. Party your butt off, or um, just be the guy holding the disco ball on the dance floor. Yeah, People are gonna or- be into that. Disco Kurt is cool. Uh, another small crime. I had a friend who needed community service hours to satisfy a traffic violation. I used a letterhead in my government job to say that he had done his 40 hours of litter cleanup. Not great, I know. I made him promise to pick up trash whenever he walked his dog. Oh, wow. That's, That's crazy. I remember my first, I think I've talked about this, but my first apartment in New York City. I moved to New York City at a time where it was like, I'm sure it's insane now, but it was insane to get, yeah. like, for a first time, the first time you're renting an apartment in mm-hmm. New York. And they're like, what's your job? And I didn't have a job. And they're like, it's first month. It was first month, last month, a deposit, what? and a month, and a month to pay the realtor. I wow. mean, yeah, so it was like Bernie for a, a thousand dollar one bedroom, you needed four thousand dollars in order to just kind of move That's in. Crazy. It's insane, it's and insane. they wanted proof that I was employed, so I just I got a sticker that said Starbucks, and I scanned it, and I made Starbucks letterhead, oh, so and sa- and then typed mm-hmm. up that I was. Mm-hmm a manager at Starbucks. And I was like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you are an artist on and off the page. That (laughs) is so good. Be creative. Give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. Try it. You're not hurting anybody. No. Well, beautiful Bananimals, thank you for sending in your confessions. And thank Mm -hmm. you, everybody, that's going to come out to all our tour dates, which you can get. Go to our Instagram, The Bananas Podcast. There is a Linktree link. You can buy tickets. We would love to see you. Come out, Mm -hmm. laugh, smile joke around we'll be there we'll be goofing um and thanks for listening you're nanners this has been an exactly right production produced and engineered by katie levine theme music by kahan and all of our artwork is done by travis millard you can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>